Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. I had an incredible weekend. Our yurt is finally coming to fruition. We spent the weekend assembling cabinets, which for those of you that have never tried to assemble cabinets from Ikea, I know all of you have assembled at least something from Ikea, but cabinets, that was a special sort of torture trying to assemble these cabinets. But Craig and I spent the weekend. We got them done. We have our deck built on the front of our yurt. And this week, we actually start the interior build for the yurt. I'm so excited for this. It's been such a crazy process trying to balance our business, our Airbnbs, our rentals with this yurt build out, plus just every other life thing like friends and family and all that stuff. So I'm very, very excited that we are approaching the finish line with this shirt. Today's episode, I want to talk with you all about net worth. So if you listened to my podcast a couple weeks ago, I shared with you about the process that Craig and I use for money dates. Again, I will tell you this, money dates are not just for those of you that are partnered or married or coupled. They're for everyone. So when you listen to that podcast, don't think to yourself, oh, this is a money date. I need a partner for this. No, you can absolutely have a money date with just you and your money if you're single too. So just caveat on money date. But I wanted to tell you when I was doing my money date episode, I told you all that the first thing that we do is we look at our net worth. And this time that we checked in on our net worth, we had a $200,000 decrease in our net worth. And this got me thinking, right? Because I think if I didn't have the financial education that I have, if I, don't, if I didn't have the knowledge about what I'm actually doing financially, that would really, really freak me out. That would send me into a tailspin. And I started thinking about you all. I started thinking about you and what happens for you if you see a dip in your net worth. Or maybe you don't even know what net worth is in the first place. So this episode is all about net worth. I'm going to be teaching you how to calculate your net worth. I'm going to tell you the average net worth of different people in America by age range. And the reason why I'm telling you this is I think sometimes our brains like to anchor on statistics. It likes to anchor on averages to understand how am I doing compared to everyone else. It's really the only reason why I'm sharing this information because I know y'all like it, but I don't want you to read too much into it. Because these averages, I started looking at different sources for the data, and they were wildly different. They were drastically different depending upon who collected the data and where the data was collected and how they ended up finding these averages. So I'm going to share this with you, but I want you to just take it with a grain of salt. Next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you why net worth is important. 
But at the same time, why net worth is not actually important at all. I'm just going to help you get a better sense for this number, what it means for you, how to calculate it, and then how much you want to focus on it versus how much you want to focus on other parts of your financial life. So we're going to go deep into net worth today. This is going to be a fun episode. So if you're like, oh, net worth, boring, just stick with me because it's going to be about so much more than net worth. Net worth is just this number, but it actually reflects so many other parts of your financial life that are important. So let's get started by looking at what is your net worth. Your net worth is very simple, so I don't want to complicate this. Your net worth is everything that you own. And when I say everything that you own, specifically what I'm talking about is your checking account balances, your savings account balances, so the amount of cash that you have, the investments that you have, so whether that's your 401k or your IRA, any investments that you have, and then any personal property that you own. So think expensive items that you own like jewelry or designer bags or anything above about a one to $2,000 value I like to put as an asset on my net worth so I can count it towards everything that I own. Homes are considered part of your assets as well. And whenever you're looking at the amount that your home is worth, the way that I like to calculate that is I like to look at what I believe my house would sell for in today's market. So it isn't the amount of money that you owe in your home. It's the amount of money you could get in the event that you were to sell your home today. Some of you may be like, I have no idea. Take your best guess. Keep it a bit conservative. That's what I like to do just to make sure that I am not overinflating my net worth numbers. So you take your assets, which is everything that you own, and you subtract it from everything that you owe, okay? And we're talking everything that you owe. I want you to first think unsecured debt. So unsecured debt is things like student loans, medical bills, credit cards, any kind of debt that you have that doesn't have like an asset or a piece of collateral tied to it. The second type of debt that you have is called secured debt. And this is the debt that you have that is actually attributed to one of the assets that you own. So this would be like a mortgage for your home. This would be like a car loan for your car. So basically what you do is you take everything that you own and you subtract it from everything that you owe. And the remaining number is your net worth. So why does this number even matter? Why does your net worth even matter towards your financial health? It's just a good number to track your financial progress. So ideally, the goal is that over time, your net worth grows. So you own more than you owe. And the reason why that's important is because eventually what you own, these assets, so your home, your investments, ideally what we want from them is we want to turn them into future income for you. Because the goal is that at some point in time, you don't want to trade your time for money anymore. You don't want to go to work every day. You don't want to have to have that job and that boss. And eventually you want to retire. But one of the things I want to tell you about net worth is I think we can put a lot of emphasis on net worth. And I don't actually know that it is the most important number to track and to be tied to in terms of your financial performance. So Craig and I, for example, we just had our money date a few weeks ago, like I said earlier in this episode, and our net worth dropped by $200,000. And I started thinking about this. I started thinking, wow, if I were just to track my net worth alone without any insight into what your net worth actually represents for you and actually what you're working towards, towards your net worth, then I could look at this $200,000 drop and it could really send me in a tailspin. But the reason why it didn't is because 
a few things. Number one, your net worth is going to go up and it is going to go down frequently, okay? There are a lot of things that happen economically that you have zero control over that are going to impact your net worth. The economy, for example, if the stock market is down and your investments are down, that impacts your net worth. If you have a major emergency, let's say you have a major medical emergency and you have hospital bills of $50,000 because of this major medical emergency, that is something that's going to impact your net worth. Let's say you have a tree fall in your house. Y'all, I've been using this example in all of my podcasts lately because I really did have a tree fall in my house. And now it's like one of those things that I'm like, oh yeah, that can happen because it did happen. So forgive me if you listen to my work and you just keep hearing me talking about trees falling on your house because one actually did fall on my house. But let's say a tree falls on your house and you have an insurance claim and it ends up costing you money out of pocket. These are real things that can impact your net worth. A decline in the housing market and a decline in the value that you can sell your home. This is a big reason why our net worth ended up dropping $200,000 was because the value of our homes, real estate is our primary investment asset that we own, the value of our homes went down. The amount of money that we could sell our homes for has decreased. What that did for us is that decreased our net worth. Another thing was our investment portfolio was down from the last time that we checked it. Now, is that anything that Craig and I did wrong or that we should have done better? Absolutely not. Our investments going down is just a natural part of the economic cycle. There are recession years and there are expansion years. And right now we are in a down market. However, we're a bit bumpy, so we could end up coming back up never know. But that's just why I want to share with you that if you're tracking your net worth point by point, day by day, looking to see how everything is fluctuating and changing over time, it's not necessarily a healthy practice because it's very natural and normal for your net worth to be bumpy, to go up and to go down. So for us, when we saw that $200,000 decline, what I was thinking to myself is, okay, what is the leading cause for this decline. Number one, like I said, it was our housing, our real estate portfolio going down because of the changes in the housing market. Number two, it was because our investment portfolios were down. But number three, which is a really important point, and one of the main things that I want you to take out of this episode, is because your net worth doesn't always reflect what is actually happening in your financial life. So let me explain. One of the main reasons that we had a $200,000 dip in our net worth was because we ended up taking a loan against our primary residence, the house that I live in right here, the one that you're looking at. We took a loan against this house. The reason why we took a loan against this house is because we decided to build our yurt. And our yurt is an asset that we're putting on this property to generate future income for us. But here's the thing. A yurt is not a permanent structure. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to like fly off in the wind, but it's not considered like a permanent building on a property. And so our property values are not going to go up in the same way as if we were to add another house, for example, on our property. So we invested $160,000 all in. That's about how much we're spending on this yurt and the landscaping, and the animals, and everything that we put into this property to make this rental a success for us, it's about $160,000. But this full amount, that $160,000, is not necessarily going to be reflected 
in the new sale price for my home. So if I were to look at my net worth because of this, I just took out a loan for $160,000, but it's not necessarily going to show as an amount that I can actually sell in the event that I sell my property. But I didn't really care about that. I don't care about that because I don't plan to sell this property. I don't plan to sell it. And what I'm more interested in is passive income. So this is the number that I actually think is so much more important than your net worth. You could have a net worth of $100,000, but if you have enough passive income coming in that actually pays you so you don't have to work, you have complete financial freedom, but your net worth is $100,000. So what does it matter if your net worth is $100,000? It really doesn't because passive income is actually the thing that I think is so much more critical to work towards and be aware of and think through than necessarily your net worth. Don't get me wrong. Your net worth is a great way to track your financial health and progress over time, but the amount of passive income that you're bringing in, and it isn't always passive. I just want to like touch on this really quickly because I say passive income very flippantly in my podcast, but I want to tell you a lot of passive income is not actually passive. So looking at my real estate portfolio, for example, it's not 100% passive. So we have to find new tenants to move in. We have to coordinate with cleaners in the event that we have a light go out or an electrical issue. We have to call an electrician, right? There is work that we have to do. However, this is an income stream that neither of us have to report to a boss around or be fired from. This is an income stream that we have complete ownership over. And so when I talk about passive income, I really want to be more specific and say that it's not 100% passive income, but it's income that, that Craig and I have complete control over, that we can never get fired from, that will always be ours, that we are the direct owners of, and we can influence exactly how much we make and on what timeline. That is what I think is actually most important to focus on in your life, because unless leaving a legacy, so this is the only thing that I can think of as a net worth being very important to someone is if legacy is a really big deal to you. And what I mean by legacy is that when you die, if it is a goal for you to pass money on to an organization or to family or to friends, wherever you want your money to go, if that's a big priority for you, then accumulating a large net worth is very important. Because your net worth is the amount of money that you have. It's like the assets that you own. But your net worth doesn't always translate into income. So for example, the equity in your home is part of your net worth. But if you're going to be living in that home, then you're not necessarily going to be making income off of that home if it's just your primary residence, it's where your family comes for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and it's the house that you live in, right? It's not necessarily going to be an asset that makes you income. However, it is something that is counted towards your net worth. So you could own a lot of investments that actually aren't creating income for you. And if it's not creating income for you, this is just things that you own. So all of that to say the amount of your net worth, it doesn't always matter. It doesn't always matter if the assets that you have are not creating income for you for the future, because that is when you get the time freedom to do what you want with who you want whenever you want. Okay, so with all of that said, you have a sense for net worth being a valuable number to track simply because it tracks 
your financial health, the growth of your assets, which may or may not be tied to future income for you, which is the thing that we actually think is more interesting. However, what I want to do is I want to give you a little bit of context. I'm going to give you average net worth according to data analyzed by the Federal Reserve in 2020. Now, while these numbers can be very useful to understand how your net worth can vary by age, it's also really important to understand that this doesn't reflect any individual circumstances or any individual identities or different challenges or opportunities that certain people face and others do not. So I think it's really important to just listen to these numbers without making it mean anything specifically about who you are and how you're doing, okay? And another thing that I'm going to tell you is this data varies drastically depending upon your data sources. So I went to the Federal Reserve, which I feel like is one of the more accurate data sources for this information. So here's what we got. The average net worth for individuals between 18 and 24 is negative $8,900. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense. When you're 18 to 24, you haven't really started your professional career yet. You haven't made a lot of money. For the people that chose the path of going to college, you likely have student loans. You're trying to get on your feet, move out of your parents' homes. So it's really understandable that the starting net worth for people in this age range is in the negative. So just know if you're listening to this podcast, if you are in your early stages of wealth building, it is very common and very normal to have a negative net worth. The average net worth, if you're in between ages 25 to 34, is $76,200. So this also starts to make a lot of sense. This is when you get your first job. This is when you start to actually save and invest your money. Average net worth from ages 35 to 44 is $288,700. And this makes a lot of sense. This is almost tripling or quadrupling your net worth from the previous 10 years. And this is because you, you have more time to invest and save money. You've made more money. You have more money in the market for a longer period of time. So the increase in your net worth as you get older should make sense. Ages 45 to 54, the average net worth increases to $720,000. This is more of the asset accumulation phase. Ages 65 to 74, the average net worth increases to $1.1 million. And 75 and older, it doesn't get much higher than that. So like I said, take these numbers with a grain of salt because they don't necessarily reflect what you want to have happen in your life. Because remember, personal finances are very personal. So you may look at these numbers and think to yourself they're very high or very low. It really just depends on what you want with your life and what you want with your money. So I hope you found this episode helpful to really get a sense for net worth and how to use this number as a meaningful tool and why it matters and why it doesn't matter and ultimately what you want to track instead, which is your passive income. All right, y'all, it was great to see you today. I hope you have a great week and I will see you in the next episode. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, it offers a completely new way to relate to money, 
and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no-budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free money map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash money map. Here's to building wealth with ease.